Um, I have been in Brooklyn, New York my whole life. So born and raised, I've been here with my family. Um, I come from a Filipino and Egyptian background. So as you can imagine, both cultures love food. So it was a no brainer that eventually I would end up having a food blog. <laughs> the Halal Food Podcast, brought to you by Halal Run, the number one guide to halal eating options in the US, Canada, and the UK. Assalamu alaikum, everyone, and welcome to the Halal Food Podcast. We interview the entrepreneurs and the talent powering the halal food industry in North America, and we also celebrate Muslims from all walks of life in general. New York City has the largest population of Muslims of any city in North America by number, and many of those Muslims are to be found in the borough of Brooklyn or the BK. Today's guest, Laila Eldomiati, is one of the top halal food bloggers from Brooklyn, New York. She blogs on Instagram under the username Just Your Girl and Food. Lila has a great perspective because she actually comes from a family of food entrepreneurs. Her father runs a catering business in Manhattan's prestigious meatpacking uh, business called Feast on Us, and it also has a lunch spot. So Lila comes from a family of food entrepreneurs and has a lot of great insight to share. Now, if you like this episode and like what you hear, please be sure to hit that like button and drop us a comment to stay in touch. Now, without further ado, let's jump to the conversation. And we're here live with Laila Eldomiati. Laila, assalamu alaikum. How are you today? Wa alaikum assalam. I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. We are so excited uh, to have you on. Um, it's, uh, it's a wonderful day in New York where you are and I am. Uh, a <laughs> little cold, but, uh, <laughs> but otherwise nice. Yes. Um, you know, I, I don't mind the cold. It's the perfect time to eat good food. You know, you stay indoors, cuddle up with your blanket. So I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cold weather makes for vibrant halal food scenes. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, Lila, um, let's dive right in. Uh, tell us a bit about your background. Uh, you know, how long you've been in New York, where you were before that. And uh, and how you got into um, food blogging, at uh, you know your your Instagram and other places, just your girl and food. Yeah. Okay. Great. You know, we're just diving in. So um, I have been in Brooklyn, New York, my whole life. So born and raised, I've been here with my family. Um, I come from a Filipino and Egyptian background. So as you can imagine, both cultures love food. So. It was a no-brainer that eventually I would end up having a food blog. <laughs> um, but also, I'm also a child of a father that has a small business in food. So I think that's where my love came from, you know. Um, he has a catering company in the meatpacking district. Shout out to Feast on Us. You know, they catered all my birthday parties growing up. Um, and like, that's where like my love of food came from. Like he taught us very early on how to admire flavors and all of that. So, you know, it's been, it's been fun. 
Let's give Papa Eldum Miati more of a shout out. Can you tell us a bit more about his his catering business? Oh, yeah, of course. Thank you for giving me the space for that, too. Um, So he has a catering company called Feast on Us, and he's been around close to 30 years now in the meatpacking district. Um, He does have a storefront that's open 11 to 3 on a weekly basis. Um, and he changes his menu every day. So he does use halal meat. So that's a plus. Um, but he is big on catering. So he's been doing that for a long time. So since I was like a kid, I would say like maybe seven years old, I was going with him on site for jobs and just like, you know, really learning the food business. So it's always been fun. And it's something that like I was able to see the kitchen, see live action, so it's always, it's, it's been an experience. And I think that's where like my love of food came from originally. That's great. And how did you uh, take that love of food and decide to channel it into becoming a halal blogger? Yes. So um, I started Just Your Girl in Food about five years ago. And I think one of the things I will start off with is with your starting any social media platform, you cannot expect instant success. <laughs> so it's like a slow growth. And I think what I did is just like, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed taking pictures of my food. I enjoyed um, admiring like the scene, like the food scene and just like having fun. And it's always great to like bring someone along just to like enjoy good food. Um, and the way I like land on different places is random sometimes it's just like it came up on my on my page on my feed and like I'm like I'm gonna check it out so I think like starting a platform was really just for me just to like collect all these like pictures these recommendations all of that and just kind of like document my journey checking things out especially when I travel when I'm just taking the ferry the train across New York like it's just fun you know so I think that's where it came from it just came from going on adventures and then from there i'm just trying to take it off that's awesome um let's talk you know you talked a bit about your uh your mixed background right egyptian as well as filipino uh what kind of cuisines do you gravitate the most to or like the most Mm, okay so that's a difficult question for a food blogger i would assume but um I gravitate towards savory food. And when I say savory, I think a lot of people mix that up with spicy. And I like I'm not crazy about spicy food. When I say savory, I'm looking for like flavors that my mouth will remember. (laughs) So like I want to make sure six months from now that I'm craving that. So like I think um, and that could range that could range from like, you know, a five course meal to like something that I can just pick up and it could be anything, but I really gravitate towards a good sandwich. Like a good sandwich will convince me to come back over and over again. So, um, and I think like, I, I like to think it's all in the bread and the sauce. Like sometimes meat, you know, you could get away with like your meat not being marinated fully or whatever it is, but like a good bread can make such a difference with sandwich and it's something I tell everyone and I always argue with people over it they're like no it's what's in the sandwich and I'm like no a good bread can really convince me so but um good sandwiches is what I'm usually looking for you know you said you were born and raised in the BK uh and I'm a Manhattanite myself um tell us tell our audience about the halal food scene in Brooklyn, you can talk about other boroughs if you want, but in Brooklyn in particular, and how you've seen it change 
and evolve over the course of your life? Yeah, so I think Brooklyn has... Uh, so first of all, like I live in Bainbridge, Brooklyn, which has like your variety of halal eats. But I will say that Brooklyn has grown when it comes to like um, presentation of food and like just the scene of where you're eating, like the type of restaurants, the comfort, the setting that has improved so much over the years where you're able to just really sit down and enjoy your meal. So I think that's what's happened over like the last, I would say like five to 10 years. And that's like a big deal. I think like having a spot that you could go for like a date night or like with your friends or like even with your family when you want to celebrate a big thing is like a big deal. So I think like the food scene in that sense has improved a lot. And like there's more variety. Like you're more likely to find Brooklyn, like you're more likely to find like halal soul food or, you know, your choice of halal Chinese. And like, it's good to have those varieties because coming for like specific halal food is hard sometimes. Speaking of which, um, I'm going to tell you something, which I didn't tell you earlier, but I actually grew up in the Philippines. Um, oh, no way. So yeah, from, from the age of five till, till, till I came to the States for college. Um, so I have, I've been in New York for over 20 years and I'm still looking for a halal Filipino restaurant so I can get my pancit and adobo. Do you know of any either in New York or in the region? Unfortunately, no, <laughs> I do not, but it's, you know, that has, is something I want. If there was one thing on my list that I want a halal restaurant for, it's a Filipino restaurant. And I, I mean, the best halal Filipino food I can get is at home at this at this point. So, so I think there's one of two options here. Either you gotta tell Mama El Domiati that I'm coming over. What are these days? Or you and I should start a halal Filipino restaurant in maybe Queens, in a neutral a neutral borough, right? Yes. Um, All right, have you been to Have you been to Woodside, Woodside Queens, I or have. like? Yeah, so like they're they have you know that's the Filipino community when it comes to the food scene. We just need to insert ourselves over there. That's <laughs> that's the plan. Exactly. Um, so you know while you know as we're talking about different kinds of food, uh, we'd love to hear about some of your favorites because our, our audience loves when you know top food bloggers like yourself in the halal space uh, t just just tell them what you love. So you know what are some of your you know your top five uh, i think we were talking about momos earlier so what are your top five momos in you know in pick your borough yeah um so i'm gonna choose queens because that's where the momo scene is um and i do want to shout out the momo curl i don't know if you've ever done it but they have a momo curl around september every year where you can go around queens and try out every momo place for a dollar so you just literally give them a dollar, you get a Momo. So that is something I would recommend if you're if somebody's new to the Momo scene, that is the way to introduce yourself. To <laughs> but um, my top five, I would start with like Momo Crave. They have like the best variety of Momos. I think they're fully halal. Um, they have like a lot of different flavors. And then I have Nepali Banchagar, which has like these delicious soup Momos that are 
the best in the winter time. I highly recommend if you're cold today, go get it. <laughs> and um, there's two food trucks, Mom's Momo and Amdo Momo that are both really delicious and they're both fully halal. And the last one is Delhi Heights. And the reason why I have that one on the list is because you can also get your taste of samosas at the same time. So, you know, if you want two kind of like appetizer like foods, like it's the perfect place to get that kind of combo. Yeah, they're all great recommendations. I've been to Momo Crave, which is awesome. Yes. Mm-hmm. And those two trucks, the, are they like, there's there's a couple that I see on, what is it, 73rd, whatever that main street in Jackson Heights is. I think one is parked there, right? Yes, Mom's Momo is parked there. And Amdo Momo is sometimes there. But um, a lot of times they do move on like the parallel streets. Okay, I will I will hunt and try them next time I'm there. So, okay. So we've heard about Lila's Momos uh, in Queens, uh, but yeah. what about the BK? What are some of your, you know, your favorite spots, halal spots that you like the most in in Brooklyn? Yeah, so I have my choice of comfort foods here that I love to go to. So this is like having a great day, I go. Having a bad day, I definitely go. But um, my top five right now, uh, the first one I tried like about three months ago, it was called Yaffa Cafe. It's in Sunset Park. I, it, they have this Hanith sandwich that is so good. Um, it's lamb Hanith and the sauce is amazing. The, like it's good hot so I recommend you sit there they have such a cute cafe um and then I so growing up in Brooklyn my go-to spot was this deli called Almer Halal Deli so it is like a quick bite you grab a sandwich grab a platter I recommend it it just has so many childhood memories for me so that's on my list for sure uh the soul spot is like a soul and Caribbean food spot you get your mac and cheese your jerk chicken oxtail all of that they're fully halal and I I, I love them. Like their their food is so great. Um, it's and I do. If you live in Brooklyn and you have jury duty, it's only a five minute walk from the courthouse. So that's a great choice, I think. You know, and it like kind of evens out your jury duty. Um, and then in Bay Ridge, uh, Karam has great roasted chicken. Um, that is great for dinner. I highly recommend. And then my ultimate comfort Chinese food is no pork halal on Atlantic Avenue or near Atlantic Avenue. You know, they're fried wontons. I could eat them all day. Like so good. There you have it. Friends, Lila's top five comfort food picks in the BK. If you're ever there, you got to check them out. I will say no pork. Uh, the What's it called? No pork halal, the, the Chinese restaurant. Uh, that's right by the Barclays Center, right? Yes. On Atlantic yes. Avenue, right? Um, the first time I saw it, I said, that is the most genius name for a halal restaurant. Yeah. Forget all subtlety. Just like pick your to message the point. and hammer it home. <laughs> it's so funny because every time someone visits me in New York too, I drive by it just so they can see that sign. <laughs> and, you know, I hope they know. I hope they know the genius they've created. I think it's awesome. I mean, I want to know. If I want to ask them, we'll have them on at some point. I want to ask them at some point, does anyone walk in and say, like, is your food halal? Like that, yeah. that I would love. To yeah, know. right. <laughs> they get that anyway. Um, all right, let's sort of shifting gears a bit. Um, you know, we at Halal Run, um, we love celebrating all Muslims, right? We're, we love the service that the halal restaurants provide to the community. We love uh, when 
individuals like yourself take it upon yourself to let the community know about great new uh, food options, and that's a service to, to everyone. And obviously, we love the Muslim community that, you know, that frequents these places. So we're, we're all about celebrating each other. Um, so along those lines, you know, you are one of the, the you know, most prominent halal food bloggers in the New York area. Who are, and I know the blogger community is awesome, right? They, we, a lot of them know each other and they're supportive. Who are some of the other halal bloggers uh, that you know and you admire, either in the New York scene or other parts of the country? Yeah, that is such a great question. Um, so number one for me is Book of Dishes. Uh, she does um, Egyptian cooking videos and her videos are super soothing. So even if you have no plans to cook those meals, they're just so fun to watch. So I love her page. Um, Hint does such a good job of like presenting. And then I also love Amanda's plates. She Amanda was on MasterChef. And when I saw her, I want to say like maybe six years ago on MasterChef, I was so excited to see a hijabi on TV. Like it made me so happy. Um, it might have been longer than five. Time is just a concept at this point. But when when I met her for the first time, I was so excited because I was like, I felt like I was meeting the president. Like it was so happy, but I still follow her until this day because her cooking videos are great. Her fashion is also good. Her colors are amazing, but um, she has a great page. And then of course I have to shout out the queens of, you know, the food scene, Muslim foodies, because they're so great. Um, they started something amazing. Um, I love their honesty and their reviews are usually on point. So I stand by them. I always recommend if somebody's looking for like a fully halal page and recommendations, they're a good. They're a good page to follow. Those are some awesome recommendations, uh, and I I urge our viewers to check all of them out. Um, so uh, along those lines, Lila, uh, we also like asking all our guests. You know, outside of the food industry, who are who is one or two or three any number of you know muslim americans um who you admire and why yeah um so other than like my food blog my day job is like a public health in the public health sector so like i work in healthcare like i try to enrich communities make sure they're getting their health education so like one of my favorite Muslim Americans, like just when it comes to their knowledge and everything is Abdul Sayed. And he was like such a prominent speaker on the news during COVID and during the pandemic. And he is from Michigan. And um, I think like from the health perspective, great. And um, another person is Ibtihaj Muhammad. And the reason why I love her so much is when I saw her fencing in the Olympics, it like blew my mind, like seeing a hijabi out there on screen um, playing for the American Olympics team is like was such a big deal for me. She has a Barbie doll out, which I was the first one to buy. <laughs> and um, also just like she has a ch children's book out that I also like encourage everyone to recommend to their friends to have in their libraries if they have kids or even if they're a teacher, like really grab it because it is such a heartwarming book. But those two people, I think, would make the top for me. Like I can remember them all the time. Great, great picks. And I'm a huge fan of Ibtihaj uh, as well. Um, I have two young daughters, 10 and 6, uh, and I tried to get the first one to fence, and she didn't want to fence, but 
I was like, okay, even if you don't fence, you have to be like Ibtihaj. She's such a great example, such a great role model. And, you know, when she brought the flag out in the Olympics, I mean, that was such a, such a moving moment for, for all of us. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, uh, you talked about public health, your career in public health and, and COVID. I think it's a, an interesting place to sort of uh, to end up. Um, so, Lila, tell us actually a little bit more about your career, if, if you can or want to, about, you know, in, in public health. And also, you know, what during COVID you saw in the halal food scene? Because COVID was a big seminal event for all of us, but also for the halal industry. Um, so how did you, how did you, you know, tell us about your career in public health and also how you saw public health or how you saw covid uh, impact the halal food scene, you know, for, for obviously there's challenges, but I think a lot of good came out of it as well. Yeah, that, that's such a good question. Um, so from the public, I have worked in early childhood and development and like, just like creating environments where families can thrive together and just like, you know, be able to support and that parents can support their children, express themselves in the best way possible. And I think that's like what I've been taking throughout my career. And that's something that like, is dear to my heart. And unfortunately during the pandemic that was impacted a lot. People were either, you know, we were stuck indoors or like people were separated and like whatever it is, like, you know, it had an impact on that so much. And I think um, in that part of my career, like working in public health, working population health, and also just being like trying to be an advocate for people to live like um, more enriching lives where they can like express themselves and be happy or like be sad too, and but be able to talk to someone about it. And I think that was like one of my priorities in going into public health, just making sure, especially the Muslim community can have a voice and um, be able to express themselves in a way that maybe like culture kind of like drove away from like, you know, expressing emotions can be hard in some families. And it's like, oh, like we should be able to say like, hey, like I'm not feeling that great or I'm upset or whatever and like use our words. And I think that's like the angle that I've always tried to take. Um, as for the food scene and the pandemic, I think we have to shout out all the small businesses that did come up during the pandemic, all the at-home businesses. Like the amount of desserts I was able to order from people's homes was like amazing. <laughs> and I think... Um, people really got into new crafts and like they started baking cakes and cookies and like there was like bakeries. And I think even like I ventured into like chocolate making and it was so much fun. Um, but you know, like obviously I'm going to leave it to the professionals for now until I can have some more time in my schedule. But you know, it was just so fun to see how creative people could be. And um, I think that's a, positive thing that came from us staying home it was like we were able to like do things that we might love and uh try new like just try things with your family and that was that was something that i think impacted the food scene but then at the same time i will say and this is my advice to everyone like go support your small businesses because they are still recovering from the pandemic they were closed for so long. Um, and this is coming from a child 
of a small business. <laughs> and my dad, like he was so creative during the pandemic. He worked with like, he was like, I'm going to make things so that people will feel safe for eating lunch boxes, whatever it is. And, you know, he was so resilient throughout the process. And I could imagine so many small businesses were, and we have lost some small businesses and we have gained, but it's just like, at the end of the day, let's support them as much as we can. Um, and just, you know, just try to buy something small. You know, it doesn't have to be a large order, but like, just try your best. Alhamdulillah. I couldn't agree more with that. They're, they're all heroes. Um, Lila, thank you so much for joining us today. Our audience uh, is going to love all that you had to share. And uh, thank you for everything that you do uh, for the community and for online. Uh, everyone appreciates it. Yeah, no, thank you so much, Z. This was great. And it was nice. Your questions were amazing. And this was like a great space to share with you. Thank you. And I'll be in touch later about the, the Filipino restaurant that you and I are going to yes. start together. Can't wait to open it. <laughs> All right. Asalaamu right. Alaikum, Laila. Wa Alaikum Asalaam. Thanks again for joining us today. As a reminder, Halal Run is the number one guide to halal eating options in North America. We feature over 13,000 restaurants in 2,000 cities. You can find us on our website at halalrun.com or you can find us all over the internet on all social platforms where our handle is at halalrun. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to subscribe so we can bring you more content just like this. We are here to serve you. Until next time.